Happy summer's evening and welcome to After Service. And thank you to Jen, who's the only one watching right now. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jen, um, for Hi, your Jen. patience as uh, we were navigating some um, audio challenges, which it's one of the um, wonderful joys of, uh, of of the podcasting thing is that um, there's, or just the online service, there's usually just something that something. is going going to um, cause heartburn or something similar, but well, but it's not it's not been that bad, and we've gotten better. Oh well, uh, definitely podcasting has been, other than a few burps here and there, has been a much smoother ride than the uh, <laughs> online service. Uh, although I think. We are we're doing good, you know. I'm not trying to pat ourselves on the back, considering our resources, uh, people, and everything. We do good, but uh, good. if you're watching, whether it's live or after the fact, thanks for joining us. I'm Joe. This is Brian. Hi. And uh, Brian here, you have a role at the church. What is your role? I'm the pastor. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. And what's your role? <laughs> I am here for comic relief, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I play guitar and sing occasionally too. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's where I'm at. Uh, well, uh, well, I was going to ask you something, and of course, it's gone completely out of my brain. I don't. We have another heat wave coming, but it seems more typical for July. Mm. You mean August? Well, you're right. August is usually the hot month. It's kind of an on-ramp to Sunday August. Sunday is August 1st, though. Oh, it is. We are at the end of the month. What's it, what's it supposed to get to? I, I, I haven't paid attention. Oh. If it's just over 100, I'm okay. If it's 110, I, I'm yeah. not going anywhere. I made the decision after destroying my fuel pump um, on the last really, really hot day that I'm like, I'm just not driving uh, on those days. I'll just I'll figure out another way. It kind of redefined what is hot for us in Oregon, didn't it? Yeah, well, it's something that you don't really consider. You know, I mean, we've had hot. Uh, I remember 12, 13 years ago in June, we had a, a day that was like high 90s, low 100s. And we're like, whoa, we had a dog right. actually literally die uh, during that heat wave 13 years ago. Um, but... Then you go 15 degrees above that. And it just didn't, you know, I, there were several people after the fact, they're like, oh, you didn't go out in that, did you? I'm like, oh, yeah, was I not supposed to? Like, <laughs> and I, I just, know somebody who worked on a roof that Saturday. Oh, goodness. He later said that was stupid because he came home and he couldn't get his temperature down for two hours and was dizzy. Oh, that's scary stuff. That's really scary. Yes, it is. Yeah. That, yeah, that's pretty close to stroke. Oof, don't even Dumb. Yeah. yeah. But he knows it. <laughs> Live and uh, learn, right? Us men sometimes <laughs> take a while to, to learn. <laughs> yeah, we, we do need to get past the fact uh, that we're not going to be around forever. And uh, just because at 16 we thought we could... Does not mean that I don't know how your older friend was, but let's say between forty-five and sixty-five, that there you're not like you were 
And there should no. be some wisdom built into that. Should be. Yeah, should be. <laughs> anyway, well, let's. Yeah. Uh, this is a message uh, I've been really interested in and in chatting some more about. Hmm. Uh, and I'm always, well, I think it would be good. We'll go ahead and do what we usually do and take a moment and give you the opportunity to kind of introduce the topic and uh, let's discuss. Oh, it's about um, it's about grieving and grieving well. Um, I say grieving well because we all have something to grieve, whether it's something big like the loss of a loved one or even little things in life. You know, the fact that uh, something didn't happen the way you want. You didn't have milk in the grocery store. I mean, there's so many little disappointments in life. So there's always something to grieve. And um, <laughs> you're going to grieve no matter what. Uh, that, that's You don't have an option with it, so how are you going to grieve is what matters. And the, the Bible has a pattern that is repeated over and over and over and over and over in Scripture. The, the, especially you can see them in laments. Um, a lament means to grieve and there are you know a third of the psalms are laments and they have certain elements and those elements can be basically broken into four four things one it's turning to god telling him how are you feeling about what's happening and then third is asking him boldly what is it you want him to do but always it resolves in or leads to, moves to, God, but I trust your goodness. I trust that you're going to take care of me. So those, those four elements is what we talked about. Getting God's face, being honest and raw and telling him what you really think, really getting, you know, expressing that, expressing what you really want him to do. Even if you don't think it's right, um, it begins a conversation with God. And then... Um, the point of the whole thing is to to lead you in your in your in your upsetness um, to trust. I I think it's something I've taken away a number of times from similar messages from you, or not even similar messages, but it's just a truth that I think we it's better if we accept, which is. There's not much point in trying to hide what you want, how you're feeling from God, because he already knows you're not fooling anybody. And mm -hmm. I find that to be a very freeing truth because I know how messy I am. I know how flawed I am, you know, and my... My prayers, you know, as we speak about grief and moments of grief, but my prayers, you know, in those months after my father passed were pretty raw prayers, you know, and I'm grateful that we have permission to speak in that manner, you know, because there's no point in hiding. You know, it goes back, you know, Adam, Eve, why are you hiding? Like, I know where you are. You're right there. And, you know, it's like, I know you're hurting. I know you're struggling. I know you have questions. Talk to me about it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this, I relate to our conversations with our children, where we know there's something going on. And we have a pretty good idea of what it is. You know, we don't obviously don't know what God knows, but we're just like, I just want you to tell me. 
you know what's going on, I know what's going on. But if you share it with me, you know, there's something powerful in that vulnerability. And to me, that's a lot of what grief is about, is the, the, the strength and the vulnerability. You know, it's something that you have to express and you will express in one way or the other. But there's definitely better ways to do it and to say, God, here's where I'm at. This is how I feel. This is what I want. And ultimately, I trust you. But you have to yeah. go through that process, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's that's exactly it. And it's it's easier said than done. But oh, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it's because we're not used to talking to God. We're not used to talking to anybody often like this, where we really just pour it out. Um, pour out what we're thinking about something, what we feel about something. Um, but that's what he wants. And we're going to grieve. That's the, that's one of the things that I, I really learned over the last couple of years. And I'd love to hear what some of the things you've learned over the last few years, because I know you've dealt with grief, is you're going to grieve no matter what. It's just how. Yeah, And for many people who, who choose not to truly kind of embrace grief it'll come out in things like anger or withdrawal or abuse drug abuse or alcohol abuse or i mean something to kind of medicate that pain and and nobody wants that i mean we nobody really i mean sometimes you think you do but you don't so i my you know it's my my grief journey is kind of odd in my eyes because you know, there's like a spike and but there's these steps along the way that's like, oh, it's going to feel a little like this. It's going to feel a little like, like this. Oh, this is what it was like when a grandparent died. This is what it was like when a, a pet died, you know, and mm -hmm. and you try to use that to extrapolate what it's going to feel like when something momentous happens. And the usefulness of that is measured you know there uh however i don't know that i've ever been so grateful as i am to have had that very challenging experience and then to be able to come alongside people and encourage them to cry out because uh, i think that's a, a a lot of what that is is you know and on sunday morning is our our dear friend who uh, we will not name expressed his grief it was just like, I just want to be here next to you saying nothing so that you can just express your anguish. Yeah. And I, I, I hope this doesn't sound strange, but it just seems like a, a remarkable privilege, a wonderful privilege to, to walk alongside somebody. Uh, yeah. Feeling a certain relief that I do that it's in my past and also feeling grateful that I have a sense of what that's like and I can relate to that person. Okay. You don't feel alone. And, and I keep talking about big grief, but those it's little things though, that kind of sneak up on you. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the la the year of the pandemic has been the for so many ones. 
Yeah. I, well, I told you before the service about Sam's kind of small grief. Right. Uh, and I'll, I'll share it real quick because, uh, I don't, I'm not b- belittling him cause it's legitimate. Um, yeah, and, and I want to want you to come back to that, but that's one of the things that you, I just don't want to forget that is we need to not, as you said in the service, let's not, what's the word, um, belittle somebody else's pain. All pain is pain. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what your pain is, but it's your pain and it's, it's, it's legitimate. So even if it's a little pain, it's a pain for him. Right. There's a, a tendency to compare and I right. do it. You know, somebody who's experienced devastating loss can look at somebody who's experiencing a relatively minor loss from the vantage of this other person and go, that's not that big a deal. You know, wait till they deal with what I've had to deal with. And and we kind of, you become... Poo-poo it. Yeah. yeah. Um no, and and for so for Sam, two months before the pandemic hit, he he went to the library as part of their three D printing program and put in an order, and uh, he was very excited for it to show up, and it was delayed, and he's like he was really frustrated, and then the pandemic hit, and it was like oh we may never get it. Well, last week we got it. We went. We finally. 16 months later went and picked it up or whatever and it was so lame it was so lame and the the he, he, he was just crestfallen you know it, it, because you know he had kind of delayed that excitement or you know his and then when it, it gets there it's like wow i waited all the time for this little thing and and sometimes those small griefs are symbolic or representative of larger griefs. I remember when um, my dog died when I was like in sixth grade, but I had mm-hmm. recently lost two grandparents mm-hmm. and I hadn't really had a big grief moment with those grandparents. But then um, when the dog died and it was clo- it was like all the collective grief just it came out and I, I it compounded it did. instead of added. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I couldn't sleep and I remember going to my parents and I was just crying and I'm like, Oh my Lord. You know, I just, I miss, yeah. I miss these people. We have a, yeah. a, a note from Jen. I don't want to miss it. Here. Oops. Sorry. Um, second, Sam's coming in with a friend. Um, is it just me that thought there was something wrong with fully vex out grief, like maybe you can sin in the angry action to an event. So if I'm, uh, uh, Jen, I'm going to try to paraphrase that the way I heard that is like, can our response to grief be so over the top, maybe that our it we're angry at God, or you know, our response to in that grief becomes a sin in a, in and of itself. I think that's what she's saying. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's my thought on that is two, two things. One, I think about Ruth from the book of Ruth. Yeah. She's blaming God. She's angry at God, bitter at God for the loss of her husband and no children and the loss of her kid. <laughs> and, and she, 
I, I, I usually could see her crying out and being very angry at God. But she is never chastised in the book for that. Not once. Um, I think where we get off is we start, if we stop, if we don't move towards the place of, but I still trust you. I don't understand you. I'm, gr- I'm frustrated with you. I might even be angry about that you don't seem to be paying attention to me, but I'm going to trust you. Yeah. I think it's getting to that point and God will be with you in that process. It is honoring to him to go to him and really, in a sense, blame him (laughs) because you think that he's big enough for this, you know, that he's actually involved with your life, that he exists, that he cares and you're, you're, you're wrestling with those things. So I, I think if you don't end up with the trust and go moving towards trust, I don't think it's a sin. I also wonder if this is funny. I'm thinking of like Liam Neeson or something like that, where <laughs> uh, you're in the movie sense where your grief um, serves as a justification for committing yes. a sin uh, where it's an intentional, it's an intentional thing. Um, Right. Yes. Or like um, John Wick. Right. Amazing movie. Yeah. He's grieving over the loss of his wife and the loss of his dog. And he goes out and he uses that as a reason to kill a bunch of people. Yes, you're right. There are grief and that's grieving that. But that's that's letting grief lead you into a bad place. That's what you don't want to do. And this is why we need to express it in the right way, including, as we're talking about with these ones with Sam, there are so many little things to grieve that if we don't, and, I, and your, 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 your illustration fits this, is if you don't grieve even the little ones, they'll build up, and then you'll explode, and you have no idea why. Well, it's because there's all these other things you haven't dealt with. You yeah. haven't processed them. Yeah. You don't need a counselor to do this. You just need to talk to God. I mean, yes, a counselor is helpful. And uh, and and that's and when you get a good one, that's what they'll do for you. And now it's time for my dogs to bark. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I uh I think a lot of acknowledging grief is really important. And pr- um yes. Talking yes. to God is a fantastic way to acknowledge that. Sometimes the hardest part when it's not a major thing is to give yourself the space to just even acknowledge it. And mm-hmm. so for, for I think we did, if I may say, as a church, a pretty good job of acknowledging it a number of times last year as we felt that disappointment and grief associated with the year 2020. It was a remarkably difficult year, and Mm. it was hard for many people to express why they felt grief, but you you felt it. You felt that something was off. You were missing something, and to say, we're grieving, I'm angry, Uh, I'm angry, Um, I'm sad, Um, I don't think it's fair, I mean, all those things are going on. You know, for us, I just remember, I think it was like the month, April, May, but specifically May, recognizing that for our 20th anniversary, we weren't going to get 
to do what we wanted to do and, and grieving for our kids, you know, uh, and I, you know, grieving for Sam, you grieving for your kids because it felt like something important was taken from them. Yeah. And those things add up, but they, but they're like under the radar in many ways. Right. You're like, something's off. I'm not sure what it is. And then it's in retrospect, you go, Oh my gracious, I've been grieving all this time. Uh, and I think you didn't even, know it. You didn't even know it. But that and when you, but I think once you recognize it, that's the time to go. Okay, God, yeah, that was hard, and I kind of get what was happening mm-hmm. now, uh, and why I was feeling this way. And that's a great time to glorify Him. One of the things I'm I, I'm thinking with this though is to really purposely pause, even if it's a little. It's something, depending on the size of it, it might be just for a few moments, but it might need to be bigger if it's a bigger grief, but it's an intentionally stopping and and, and acknowledging the grief. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, August 12th, my mom was, is the day my mom passed. Yeah. I really should do something about on that day to go, to just recognize that this is a grief I may even need to do it at the beginning of August because I've, I've noticed that I'm start and you, you had with your same dad, as soon as you start getting close to that date, it starts building. It does. Yeah. It starts building it. Cause you don't just grieve once for these big things. You have to build over and over and over and over, but taking a moment, I, I I'm just, I'm just talking out loud and thinking on the fly is I, I feel like I need to do things to purposely choose to 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 go to God with and grieve with Him, yeah. No, it's true. It, it well, you know, I was camping last weekend or weekend before last, and that was you know my dad died one day after his birthday. So we get his birthday and then we get his de- like what I call departure day, you know, right next to each other. And it, it's important for me at those times to even just take one minute. And go. Mm-hmm. Here's how I feel, uh, and 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 just this time of year in general. There's times I walk out on my front porch, and I can feel it's that the weather is the same, the sky is the same, and I go, oh yeah, this is kind of where that was at. And I I I, I can really give myself space to feel that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we were talking to our our friend the other day. One of the things I'm like, you know, there's just times when I feel it coming and I make space for it. Uh, it may not, you know, I'll be at the the kitchen table and I'll just go, oh, here it comes. And I'll just, just cry for a little yeah. bit. Uh, or I'll get in the car and I'll play a song that reminds me of my dad mm. or whatever that loss may be. Then yeah. I just, I acknowledge how that hurts and uh and i usually take that opportunity to pray and thank god for who my dad was for the opportunity that i had to spend as much time with him as i did and to also say this really it's tough and i miss him and i hope he's with you you know yeah those kind of beats within within the that prayer 
and and what I love about all of this in in the message in what you just said is this is about having a a relationship with with Jesus. You know, it's what we're talking about is living your life with him and 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 expressing your inner being with him, you know, what's going on in your mind and your heart and your soul. And when those moments come, it's like, instead of pretending like he's not there, instead of not turning to him, you know, instead of, you know, we, we turn to him and go, okay, God, let's have a moment, you know? Cause I feel like he's sometimes like, I mean, like with our friend at that moment, you were like, come on, let's give a, a big hug. You know, it's like, it, sometimes I wonder if Jesus, when those moments hit, he's like, come on, come on. Right. And then we walk away <laughs> and we don't hug. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I think it's good to appreciate that people receive con, uh, condolences. I, I don't like that word, but they receive that in different ways. Right. And uh, actually Derek had, um, had put a comment up there that we we uh, each grieve in in different ways, and right. that the way that you respond to grief may be very different than the way somebody else responds to grief. So, in the same way that we shouldn't marginalize somebody else's grief, we shouldn't question the way somebody responds to grief. You know, I I want to encourage people to grieve, but you know, it just so happens that our friend grieves in the same way that I do, which is, you know, anguish. Yeah. It's a physical manifestation and right. he receives that, you know, comfort in the form of a hug. And, um, but that was very, it was wonderful that we speak the same language in that sense. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that as I'm providing comfort that he is receiving it, in that same language. Right. Uh, there is a, a note here. I assume it's from Jesse um, uh, posting as open door community church. I'm not the best griever, but I've learned to channel my grief into something I can physically do and give myself an opportunity to grieve. Yeah. And, and I, I want to, I want to, I want to nuance that a little bit and, and push back a little. I, I I acknowledge we all grieve differently. Yes. But at the same time, sometimes, in fact, many times I think our, how we grieve is not a good way of grieving. Mm. And, and, and we hide behind, that's not how I grieve as an excuse for really actually not grieving well. And that's why I didn't give very many specifics with how we should grieve um, on Sunday with the sermon. But I, I'm, I think I need to still, I, I feel like it still needs to be pretty doggedly. No, no, you do need to go. You need to turn to Jesus on stuff. Oh you yeah. Need to express it. it. It may not, may, it may be expressed differently. It may be expressed you may not express it publicly with other people. I mean, those summer dynamics might be different, but in terms of the letting it all out to God, that that I think we need to do. I agree. I appreciate the pushback on that. Um, 
here's a dumb analogy. It's like if you're going to make banana bread, you may have a different recipe than somebody else, but you still need bananas. Right. You know, right. it's a weird way to say it, but I mean, basically, if you're going to grieve, I mean, there are certain things that are part of that, that are right. that are inherent to that. Um, there's there's different approaches to different things, but there are core pieces that just, just have to be there. Right. And, and I, that, that's what I, that I, I, that's why I said good grieving. And it's not, it's everybody grieves. You're going to grieve. The issue is how can you do it well so that you, it really doesn't, how do I say this? Well, um, because, because some, because a lot of times the way we grieve doesn't actually help it doesn't actually kind of bleed the pain mm. out or soothe the pain it 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 stuffs it or it channels it in a way that's not helpful i have a um, a friend that when we were talking about grief and lo- loss of a parent spoke about how when he lost a parent that he elected not to grieve that as you your term he stuffed it and as we were talking he acknowledged he's like it hasn't been good it wasn't a good response and now i am kind of paying for it now because it's it's coming back at me you know i i'm realizing that you know it's (laughs) i may have stuffed it but it's coming back because it doesn't go away if anything it might get worse and not just your friend is paying for it. Well, maybe what he meant by paying for it, because I don't know the circumstance, mm-hmm. is the people around you pay for it. Yeah, he he. What he and this goes back a few years, but his what he was saying is that other people in his family grieved in the proper way, and he did not allow himself to do so, and it cost relationships. Yep. Uh, it will. And not because in order to not grieve, he had to distance himself to a certain extent from people. And it's hard for me to imagine that, but that's, uh, but he knows One he's like, happens. it's like I, it's something I need to do. And we have a, another note from Jen. And by the way, we're up against our time, but um, might there be something about the movement and engage the whole being? Didn't uh, Jews rip their clothes when grieving, tear their, their clothing? Yeah. Yeah. It gets back to something I've talked about with with the joy piece a couple weeks ago that your mind and your body are not two separate things. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you whatever's happening here, you need to physically express it in some way because they it that's just how your body works. That's just how you as a you were you were built. You are created as a singular being, and so. I'm not saying everything that the that the uh, that the Jews did are is right, but there's a lot of wisdom in how they did. They they had they acknowledged anniversaries of passings. There is all kinds of, of demonstrative things that they did. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I just the image of tearing your clothes. It's well, not you know, not not to over personalize it, but that's kind of how I felt in that photo that we talked about, where mm-hmm. you know this allows a physical manifestation of the anguish that I'm feeling. Now, you know, for me, it was hidden under the cloud of being slimed, you know, 
But when I read about he tore his clothes or she tore his clothes in those stories, I'm like, it's almost like what a wonderful freedom that your culture says it's okay. In fact, it's very appropriate for you to express in that manner, this is terrible. This right. is so hard. And ah, I'm yeah. crying out in anguish. I wish we could do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh in, in much the same way, we've spoken about it, that when when you are grieving, you really kind of want the world to stop right. and acknowledge that you are grieving as well. Like, why should the world continue? And I think right. that the ability to physically manifest your grief in such a way says, it's almost like a badge. You're saying, this, I'm struggling. Yeah. Uh, and our culture, the way it's focused on temporal things likes to say here's your two days now get back to normal and and i'm going to share one more thing i know we're over but um a somebody that i work with uh one of not a client but some but somebody that i work with uh stepson took his own life about about six weeks ago and can't even imagine what that must be like. And he just kind of disappeared. We didn't know why he disappeared, but you know, we're working on a project together and he just, he just left and we didn't find out till may, uh, quite a bit later. And to me, it was like this, this person's experienced something, some kind of extraordinary loss. And then we found out, you know, part of my job in my day job is to go to people and say, listen, this is hard we're going to work through this and we're going to give this person space to work through this. Um, we'll make sure our project's successful, yeah. but this person, it's not something that's going to be fixed in a couple of days. So no, grief takes a long time. Yeah. And, and I, and we told him that, you know, my friend, Dan Thompson, uh, who also works with me, we like, listen, we know what this is. Let us help. Yeah, you grieve, do your grief, we'll pick up some slack for you. I wish our culture did a better job of that in the professional yeah. world to say, hey, you're going to be about 50% for a while. How can we help you? But we don't do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, we shame I don't think we do. I don't think we grieve very well as a culture as a whole. No. no. It may even be part of what we're actually seeing in our political realm and our culture is actually grief that's not processed. Because anger is an expression of, of grief. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're definitely onto something there. And yeah. Anyway. Well, Anyways, is- one last thought with that, and then we'll move on. It just it's just in a piece of advice you gave me, and I think it's a fantastic one. Is we often don't know what to say when someone's grieving, and a great one is, tell me about them. Yeah. Yep. That that's a really good question. Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your mom. Tell me about your. This person, because they they want to talk about them. Yeah. So, all right, that's exciting. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too heavy for people. Uh, and then, and at the same time, talking about grief is important. We do yes. we do want to normalize grief. Grief is a thing. It happens. You will experience it. Bring Christ into that, because He Absolutely. already knows. He has grieved. And the whole Lazarus story is about acknowledging 
even yep. with the promise, we shall grieve this this loss. So let's grieve well together and support people in their grief. And this has been great. I could talk about this a lot. I could do a whole podcast like series on grief. I would be thrilled with that. I don't know, thrilled, <laughs> but I would appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great evening and uh, we'll see you next time. And I hope to get you on Sunday. All right, folks, take care of yourselves. We'll see you Sunday. Sunday.